down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere, yeah they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway, pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street, catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street. And welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Thank you for joining us. Alongside me, as always, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? So I deviated from my normal, what, what did you call it, like massage pop for a special... I think it was a, a, a rave at a massage <laughs> parlor. parlor. Yeah. So you did. I went for something new in honor of our guest today, which Good I'm very call. excited about. Yeah, we'll get to her in, in a moment. I also want to welcome in, you heard him, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Happy birthday, America. Welcome to the 201st most popular podcast on <laughs> iTunes. 201st? Yeah, well, the list only goes to 200, so I assume we're 201. <laughs> okay. I assume as well. Uh, thank you guys for, for, for joining us and listening to our show. Yeah, happy Independence Day. We're broadcasting uh, on the Independence Weekend, and we'll have this show out for you right after the holiday. Uh, a lot to get into. Uh, Joanna had a trip to Chicago we're going to talk about. Uh, we also have to update everybody on my running and my injury specifically. I know everybody's uh, on the edge of their seat for that. Can't wait. Uh, and then Docs- That's actually going to be 75% of the show, right? <laughs> uh, Docs has a job opportunity for us. Can't wait to hear what that is. Uh, also, we have a very special guest uh, Carrie Gallagher, New York's own Carrie Gallagher. Uh, and so we will uh, talk to her about her amazing performance at the USATF uh, Track and Field Championships, which happened last week. She was third place and punched her ticket to Beijing for the world champs. So that was very cool. Also, of course, we have uh, you know our regular Twitter and social media updates, mailbag and we have, uh, we'll close the show with the Clarendon construction update. So, a lot to get into on today's program. Social media update. I said Twitter updates, it's Twitter, social media. Uh-huh. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. We uh-huh. don't have a Facebook page. Well, so. to be honest, I, I haven't been listening to you. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Pace the Nation. Uh, so, Joanna, Chicago, I hope you uh, did some. Good uh, promotional uh, PR work for us out there, telling everybody that you knew about uh, the the podcast. But yeah, what 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 were you out in Chicago for? So I was in Chicago for a conference. Um, yep. So there's a big conference in the running world every November called the Running Event, and this was the W running event. So it was the women's running event in Chicago. Right on. Um, and a, a big part of it was talking about apparel. There was a big apparel summit. And mm-hmm. then just also about women in the business and selling to women who are one of our, our biggest customer bases. Um, so every opportunity I had to work in the podcast, I took. Nice. So even if it wasn't incredibly relevant to the conversation, I still threw my hand up there and brought the podcast into it. All right. We won't mention everybody's name who you uh, talked to, but uh, give, give us somebody who... who the response was good. Well, to, I have to say that I felt a little bit like a celebrity the first night. There's this opening cocktail reception, mm-hmm. and um, one of the people who put on 
the conference, um, Christina, actually, when, when I was checking in, she goes, oh, I know who you are. I listened to the podcast. Wow, and I'm like, that. this is how Angelina Jolie feels everywhere uh-huh. she goes. Yeah, except uh, seven less kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Christina, for listening. Uh, and, yeah, she's one of the uh, Formula 4 media uh, uh, employees who organizes the event, so that's really cool that w- that we have some traction with her and the event. And you know, I'm just throwing it out there, uh, Christina. Let Mark and Troy know that we are open to broadcasting live from the uh, the December event. I'm just throwing it out there, you know. Right, make, make your own decision. <laughs> right, it's up we'll, to you. We'll be there. Yeah. It'll, it'll it would just be nice. Yeah, I mean, and and we can get docs out. We can figure out a way to get docs out there too. So, uh, hoping airplane. <laughs> right. It is in Austin, Texas. So yeah, we probably won't have you run there. Uh, so that start now. That's very very cool. Uh, welcome all the new listeners from the Chicago Women's Running Event. I'm glad that you're you're back. I mean, all you do is travel. It seems like man, it seems that way. Yeah, but uh, glad that you're back here, uh, ready uh, for the sh- today's show. Also, uh, I-, I wanted to update everybody on uh, my my. Uh, I know everybody's on the edge of the seat for their uh, f- for their update on my my running and my injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it turns out I went to the doctor, my buddy Robert Galanders, the best t- PT in the area here, and I have. I don't have a stress reaction. It's just a a pain in my metatarsal. He uh, had a had a a fancy name for it, and it is. This sounds like an edit point. I, I actually I was not. I, I was joking when I said that this was going to be seventy five percent of the show, but <laughs> right. actually well, trying well, out I, that that the budgeted I, time seventy five percent of it. Let is me you just tell you what your my, email, looking to see what it is. It's metatarsal liga. Metatarsal liga. I is think it, that's the technical term for it. Is that the is that the correct pronunciation? <laughs> I have no idea, but and and now that you know the name of it, what does it mean? It just means that I have a pain in uh, my metatarsal that's caused by lack of flexible um, plantar fascias. So uh-huh. I need to do some golf ball, ru- you know, rolling underneath my plantar fascia and do some calf stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have uh, like a nice? spiky pt golf. ball to do no, those plans. i actually I, I need to get one from pacers but i'm just using a golf i'm using a titleist too right now yeah well we have some nice products in the store i'll give you a good <laughs> okay, deal please so <laughs> you know uh, you know what else you can do yeah um you you take a, a paper cup like yeah. a dixie cup right and you fill it with water put it in the freezer and then you peel that back and you roll your foot over the the frozen ice block I hope Robert listens, so everybody that that he he knows, everybody is telling him how to uh, assess do his job. Do his job. Yeah, uh-huh. but I actually think those are two good, uh, uh-huh. uh, two good ideas. But I should be running in in a week or so, I would say. So, what are you going to do in during this? So, week? I've been doing the elliptigo, um, which is we described a couple weeks ago uh, as the the elliptigo on wheels. Uh, or the elliptical on wheels. It's a it's a an elliptical machine on a bike. I think is right. what, how you describe it. It's an elliptical it. machine on the go. An right. elliptical. Exactly. Yeah. So been doing that, and that's been the majority of my. So that is my update on my my injury. Hopefully, I'm going to be running next week. I know a lot of people deal with injuries out there who listen. So I thought it's relatable. Didn't want to make it 75 percent of the show docs, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since we're since we're throwing back to previous episodes, sure. you with your your injury update and elliptigo. Yep. Um, I actually had a, a throwback to our last episode when I was talking about 
being passed on a run. Yeah. And I was out in California last week. I was doing my long run. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I had about a mile and a half to go. And I started hearing footsteps behind me. Or as a young Jackie Kerr once said, I could hear footprints behind me. And I That's was, a reference nobody gets, but <laughs> but they get the joke because get, you don't yeah. hear footprints. No, you don't hear footprints. Yeah. Jackie Kerr was a. It doesn't was, matter who I she always, was. I always have to explain your. It doesn't matter your, who she was. Right, it's, it's fine. What she, she, said. Was a, she was a star area runner yeah, for Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, went to the smart a phenom. Went as to the a smart freshman. school, right? And and said she heard footprints, and. <laughs> All right. So I, I could hear the... I That's could, Doc's killing TJ. I'm not killing TJ, but go well, ahead. I yeah. might not have gotten in. Right. So <laughs> I, was, uh, I was running, and I could hear somebody coming up on me, and immediately thought about the, uh, the episode where I said that I you know, would ruin my run just to not let somebody pass me on the trail. Right. And I made the right choice, and I decided to hold my pace and maintain my long run. And I got passed. And you just let let mm-hmm. not let them dictate what you were doing, right? I know that took a lot of. Well, it took it took this person, uh, and I'm I'm specifically not saying it to him. Right. It took this person right. Right. <laughs> half a mile to to catch me, mm-hmm. and then so she was going like three seconds faster than me, sure. and then a quarter mile after she passed me, she stopped. So, <laughs> so they, she just was trying to catch she you. She was just, yeah, like it was her whole thing. So, All right, so uh, you take some solace in that. Yeah. That she wasn't just blowing by you on a regular run. Yeah. She was doing some sort of workout and you were probably... probably yeah, probably, yeah, she was probably doing like, that was probably the fastest mile that she's run in her life. That's, <laughs> that's how I kind so of... So docs can sleep at night. Yeah, that's, how I, that's, how, that's what that. I had to tell myself when I went to bed. Well, right. normally when people pass me, I just tell myself they're not running as long as I am. Yeah, that's, that, that's yeah. a better... Uh, that's a better way to justify it, Doc. So remember that next time. But I am proud of you that you didn't let your ego get ahead. You know, uh, you know, in the way of having a good workout, having a good run, doing what I need to do, doing what you do out there on the trail. You got to train for that Ragnar to get ready for Ragnar. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What shoes were you wearing? Um, I only brought my white shoes out to California. That's the Borakai for our listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Borakai, uh, yeah, that's that's good. We did get in the Vase Pace. To d- that, those are the what color shoes? Orange. The orange shoes. Orange. We got those in the in the store. So uh, if you're interested in trying those shoes or any shoes uh, that we carry, you can of course go to Pacers. Uh, and of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Docs. Um, you also had a uh, job opportunity for us. Yeah, not, excited to hear this. It's it's not just for the those of us in the room. It's for <laughs> our listeners as well. So any runner out there is is possibly a, a candidate for this for this gig. Yeah, there was a an ad in in Boston Magazine. Okay, um, it's a casting call for runners who want to make a thousand dollars a day. Thousand dollars a day, Farley. I'm going to need a couple days off. (laughs) I can't believe what. Now, what are they? What are they asking these runners to do? Is this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit unclear, but it says a a prominent sports apparel company is looking for runners to pay a thousand dollars a day. Know anyone? More like know everyone. (laughs) But that's your editorial there. That no everyone. No, that's 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 what they say in the article. Okay. 
to audition for the role, producers are looking for three different uh, kinds of runners. Okay. The first is a non-union male and female, serious runners. W- they will make $1,000 a day, and they may work one to two days. Okay. I'd say we qualify for that. For unless, serious runners, right. Unless you're a union. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, a, not, union I'm non-union, worker? so no. that, that works. I'm pretty sure Joanne is not either. Okay. Uh, Joanne, are you, are you a card-carrying union <laughs> member of the uh, SAG? The Actors Guild? Not anymore. Yeah, no. Not anymore. It expired. <laughs> your, your SAG card expired. Yeah, you've got to keep renewing those things. It's a pain. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't well, blame you. Uh, good for you that, that you <laughs> yeah. have this opportunity. Uh, the uh, second kind is a non-union male and female competitive runners. Okay. They will also be paid $1,000 a day and may work one to two days. Okay. And the third category of, of people they're looking for are non-union male track and field runners and sprinters. And they only make $500 so a day. Sprinters only make half what the distance runners make? Yeah. Wow. Amazing, huh? That's a, I mean, usually it's the other way around that the distance runners are you know, out there forever and make less, but... Oh, this is going to be like your Redskins rant <laughs> about football players don't make as much as NBA players. Yeah, uh, no. All right. <laughs> that's for another different podcast. Different. Oh, uh, the Kai Shai podcast? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not, we're not talking about that on the Kai Shai podcast either. That's for like sports radio. Yeah, no. Um, so uh, a thousand bucks a day. When is these uh, or, or when, is, when, well, when yeah, does this happen? They they didn't even say that, but okay. it it says that they they expect it's around July sixth to eighth okay. uh, time frame. I I just so think it's, it's like that's a ton of cash, a thousand dollars a I day to, to for a commercial shoot. That's that's incredible. What are they what are they what are they filming? Well, as we heard on the show, you know, two or three weeks ago, um, our buddy Rick Wilhelm from Brooks had to run sixty two hundred meter. Uh, track uh, sprints yeah. essentially. So yeah, exactly. That's probably more of what the same of what they're going to have these guys do. Well, I, I was thinking about it. Well, at first I thought it was just for distance runners. So I thought, well, if they're shooting in Boston, maybe they're doing some Boston Marathon type thing, right? Um, but then, if they're looking for sprinters too, then I thought, well, maybe it is a commercial. Yeah, yeah. I, who I, knows? I, I would, I would bet uh, we can do a lot of speculation. I would bet it's maybe one of the companies up there in Boston um, doing a commercial because Saucony's up there. Can uh, you call somebody? And New Balance and is up there. I'll have Joanna. Joanna goes to all these conferences. We'll have her make some calls. And yeah, can you make some calls and find out? Uh, I should probably go up to Boston on assignment. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No. yeah, make make some calls and see if you can get cast. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, I appreciate you uh, looking out for us in this job opportunity, Docs. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it up there. For well, sure. I was hoping that if we got cast, we could we could buy some new equipment with the money that we make. <laughs> right. That would be nice. Some of, the, some of these microphones are struggling. That's true. So I heard you saw somebody in your run yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't tell you guys who. Yeah. Um, when you guys are on the trail, when you're out running, do you say hello to, to fellow runners or head nod? What do you do? Give a wave. I, I usually do a head nod. Head, head nod. nod. Yeah. No words. Head nod. Yeah, I'm not into the words. Uh-huh. And and Farley, I'll wave. I'll say like, what's up. Like a low effort wave or or yeah. like going all out. To every person that you pass, no, you say necessi- what's up to them. <laughs> no, not necessarily. No, I'll greetings, you know, friend. I'll 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 wave. You know, to uh, someone who I make eye contact with. Let me okay. clarify. Okay. Right. Or just the ones that you respect. No, I mean, I, you know, I, I I respect anybody out there getting it done. I have full respect for Mm -hmm. I actually believe you. Um, I 
don't respect. I no, I respect everybody yeah. out there too. Totally. Not in the same way you do, but right. Um, like when I'm on the trail, my greeting to fellow runners is never more than a cool head guy nod. You know, like I I don't cool really head guy nod. Yeah, okay. kind of like a you know. Yeah, and it, so I, I I definitely don't you know say much or or anything sure. like that. But there I was yesterday running on the trail, and I see our first ever Pace the Nation guest, Lisa. Oh, oh wow! Okay, and and I give her a very excited hand wave, kind of like a, an across the body wave. You know, a lot of energy. Yeah, that uh, is that's an, making a good effort to and, acknowledge and an, them and an overzealous hey. Yeah, well, I set myself up to conjure some <laughs> repressed tenth grade emotions of non reciprocated hallway hellos. <laughs> she, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't recognize me. Now it may be that that uh, she saw me in the distance and was like, "Wow, that really slow guy." <laughs> Uh, who's a bit overweight, looks a lot like the guy from Pace the Nation, but a right. guy hosting a, a uh, podcast about running would never be running that slow. Come on, Maybe. Docs, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why she didn't you know, say hello. We'll have to ask her. That's really funny. Uh, Lisa, tweet us. Let us know why you totally didn't acknowledge Docs out there on the trail. Yeah. Is it something personal? What's going on? Yeah, I was trying to go back. I mean, it's, it's very probable. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that I did something that that uh, offended yeah. her. I don't think so. Yeah. Very possible, though. No, I, yeah. I, I don't think so. Uh, I think it was she was probably just in the zone. Well, she was actually she was walking with somebody else, and they were engaged in conversation as well. So okay. Uh, so she. Sh- so it's were- not like not like she was there solo, completely aware of her surroundings. But so you weren't demonstrative enough. You need to be a little bit more de- demonstrative. Well, I this I just wanted to throw this story out there so okay. that if any of our listeners see me on the path and they're <laughs> like, he didn't say hello, just so you know that why I'm going to be even more reserved he's, going forward. He's going to be very guarded now. Yeah. All right. So, but, I, the- but I also think like that was a pretty good way for Lisa to make sure that she's never going to be a repeat guest. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully our next guest won't give you the cold shoulder the next time you see her running on the WNOND trail. Doc's... Very happy to be joined next by New York native. She's a local distance standout here in the D.C. area. She's an AU track and field assistant coach. She's a Wassell team member, and she just placed third at the U.S. Championships in the 1500. After the break, we're going to be joined by Carrie Gallagher. Welcome back to Pace the Nation. Very excited now to be joined by Carrie Gallagher, who just qualified for the World Championships, which happen in August in Beijing, China. Carrie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on the world famous Pace the Nation. I'm thrilled. <laughs> See, that is good. I like that. World famous. You hear that, guys? Already my favorite guest. No doubt. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, why don't we start by introducing you to our listeners? So, tell us a little about like where you grew up, where you went to high school, how you started running. Sure. Um, I'm from New York originally. Uh, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. Went to high school in Brooklyn. Got my start at Bishop Carney High School my sophomore year. After my cross country coach realized I was not a basketball player and kindly pointed that out to me. Um, took me another year to figure it out. So I did both sophomore year, but. Uh, ran at Bishop Carney High School, then went to Fordham University in the Bronx and ran four years there for Coach Tom Dewey. And, uh, you know, I've been running post-collegiately ever since I graduated in 2011. 
So you spent basically your whole life in New York. So what brought you down to DC? <laughs> it was a hard. It was a hard decision to make the four-hour journey to DC. Um, I'm saying that a little sarcastically, but it's kind of true. Um, but my high school coach John Lovett went to Power Memorial, uh, which was a high school in New York, which has since closed. But Matt Centrowitz, my coach now, also went uh, to Power. So they know have known each other for years. Have been really good friends. And so when I graduated college, my high school coach kind of presented me this opportunity to train with which co- with coach Matt and so that's ultimately why I ended up coming down here is to train under him and I have an opportunity at a post-collegiate career yeah coach really relates well to New Yorkers I didn't make that <laughs> connection that's why you're running so well for him yeah I, I wouldn't say that our personalities are exactly the same but there's no. that, uh, that underlying understanding that New Yorkers seem to have of each other <laughs> Um, and for our listeners, we've actually had Matt Centrowitz Sr. on the show, so this is just, it's all coming full circle. Yeah, so if you, if you haven't heard that show, that, this is, uh, you know, Carrie's coach was on us a few weeks ago, a great interview with uh, Matt Centrowitz Sr. I don't know if we even talked about Carrie then. That's Man. A, but there was too much that you had to get to right, in, in that true. episode. Excellent episode. I really, well, I recommend you. that yeah. listen for sure. Best guest ever. I <laughs> wish I was. I wish I was just buttering you guys up. But I, I was loving that episode yeah. when I was listening. I was Coach cracking did, up. Coach did a great job. It was wonderful. Um, all right. So, Carrie, your event is the fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout your career, have you run other races? Like in high school and college, did you always run the fifteen? What other? No, no, no. I was. Uh, I started as an eight hundred meter runner. My high school coach was an eight hundred meter runner himself, so he's pretty partial to the event. So, pretty much everybody at Carney starts as an eight hundred runner. And then if you're okay at it, you stay there. If you're not okay at it on the slower end, you move up. And if you're a little bit faster and not quite as strong, you move down. Um, but I stayed at the 800 pretty much exclusively. Um, tried a couple of 15s my senior year, but uh, was primarily focusing on the 800 in college for my first two years. Um, it was junior year that I started to experiment a little bit with the mile and 15. And senior year, I, my strength was kind of coming around, and I had built up some some base. So... I was pretty much an 800 runner for, you know, the first maybe five, six years of my uh, running life. But on the other end of that spectrum, you also have won the Army 10-miler how many times? <laughs> Three times. Three times, hopefully a fourth in the fall. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of listeners uh, know the Army 10-miler, you know, a lot more. Uh, they know the, the Army 10-miler more than they would know the uh, USATF track championships. A lot of listeners might think that you just train for that 10-miler because it's such a big event. Yeah, talk quickly about why why the 10-miler in the fall and then, you know, you do these shorter distance, short distance races uh, in the spring. Well, to be a miler, you need to be strong. And especially for a miler like myself, my 800 PR doesn't compare to the women I'm running against. So I really don't have the kind of speed that some of these women have. So where I can race them is if, I, if I'm stronger. So... Um, Coach likes to call me a built-up miler. So we do a lot of base work in the fall. And so um, it's not that I'm not training for the 10-miler. I'm, you know, When I'm in the fall, I'm a, I'm a 10-miler you yeah, know, runner. Right. You know, I'm focusing on that race. I'm there to compete at the 10-mile distance. And so I do a lot of strength work to kind of get me to that point. And that feeds into then the spring where I shift gears. So take us through the uh, – I mean, a lot to talk about with this last week's race. Um Incredibly exciting. I know a lot of folks at Pacers, uh, the, the, the three hosts, um, were, were thrilled to see how well you did. Um, I would actually like to really quickly interject yeah, a story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, 
because I was watching the final when I was at the conference in Chicago. Right. Um, so I, I have it up on my phone and I'm watching and, and I don't know if anyone has seen this race. We'll, we'll post a link on, on Twitter, but it was incredible. And I'm, you know, it's Carrie. I'm friends with Carrie. I'm getting really emotional. And then Carrie gets third and I'm in the middle of a conference. You know, somebody's trying to give a presentation <laughs> and I just like start screaming and everyone just stares at me. And I was just like, oh, hi guys. <laughs> so... You know, your friend Joanna probably she she had that reaction, but I don't know if you were as surprised as a lot of folks out there because a lot of people didn't pick you uh, to be on this team. Uh, you know, talk about you being an underdog. Was that some role a role you kind of relished as you went into this uh, race this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, if I were to pick the winners of that race, top three, top four, I I might not have put myself in there. Um, on paper, you know, in my, you know, in my heart, knowing where, where my training's been, yeah. I knew I had a shot at it. But if we're going with a sure bet, you know, you, you don't put me in the top four. We've got, you know, 404, 402. We've got sub four minute, 1500 meter runners in that race. So um, it's kind of exciting for somebody like me who who's feeling good about my training. I'm feeling strong. And I know in, on the right day, I can be right there with them to kind of come into this race without the pressure of, I should be on that team, mm-hmm. but I know I can be on that team. And so my name might not be out there all that much yet, but, you know, that kind of that works well for me because I just kind of stick to my plan and keep doing me. And there's very little distraction in that. So just to, just to, before we get into the race, just to, you know, to talk a lot of our listeners through every off year of the Olympics, or maybe it's not every off year, there's a world championships. It kind of is before and after because every two years. So the year before an Olympic year, you'll have a world championship. The year after, you'll have a a world championship. So this is a uh, world championship year, which is essentially the Olympic. I mean, it's like qualifying for the Olympic Games. Uh, You got to be top three at your, um, you know, at your event at the USA meet. And so it's, it's, it's a very competitive, uh, Obviously, a very competitive and the uh, women's fifteen hundred especially is super is, competitive. Yeah, very deep field of very talented women. So the, the what was on the line was a trip to Beijing, and um, so so Carrie had to run uh, two races. You had to mm-hmm. run a, a, a semifinals and a finals. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. On Friday was the prelim, and then Sunday was the final. Gotcha. So there's so there's two races. So take us through the the, the prelim race. So to to qualify for the final, you have to. There was three heats. You have to come in the top three, and then they'll take the next three times. So your best bet is to be an automatic qualifier. The fifteen hundred is tricky because it can be very very tactical. So you never know, you know, if your if your race is going to go out slow, that might take an opportunity away for those fast times. Uh, knowing the people that were in my heat, I was pretty confident it was going to go out fast, and I was preparing for that situation. And and luckily it did. It was an honest race. And um, so my main goal is just to stay in striking position and be able to come off that turn and run for an automatic spot. And if I didn't get that, hopefully hit that um, time qualifier. Which which of the three heats were you in? I was in the second heat. So you knew the results of the first heat, but you you had no idea how fast the third heat would go. Exactly. And so it's kind of tricky to be in that first heat because you don't know what's going to happen next. So we were able to see that that went slow and could could run a more aggressive pace with a little more of a cushion knowing that those three time slots were more 
um, available to us. Did you guys, did the other girls that were in your heat, did you talk about pace at all? Like when you're on the starting line, did somebody say like, oh, should we push the pace and like go fast? Do you guys like not talk to each other? No, nobody, nobody's sharing uh, race <laughs> plans on the line. It's, uh, it's kind of that like, it's, it, you probably don't even see it, but you can kind of feel it in that first hundred when you get off the line, you want to get off well, and then all of a sudden you want to make sure you're not in the front and right. end up in first. So it's like a weird balance of trying not to get stuck in the back and trying not to be the one in the front. Uh, there's some people who are more comfortable running from the front, and so uh, I think it ended up being Jenny Simpson and Heather Camp who, who took the race and, and basically led the whole thing uh, but both of them are, are very you know very strong women and and i think have run from the front a few times so i know they're they're probably pretty confident that they'd be able to close and so in that prelim you were able to run a pr mm-hmm. to get into the final which is on sunday and so were you a automatic qualifier out of that what place were you in the i, in the I finished third finished i uh, was wow. like so 0.08 a- behind trainer Mosier. wow so that was a a automatic qualifier I mean, how are you feeling at this point that you're going to the final? Was it like, oh, I, this is where I'm supposed to be? This is what I thought was going to happen? Or are you pretty excited and pretty surprised? There was a little bit of a mix of emotions. So I was really happy to have got that automatic qualifying spot. It gave me a lot of confidence going into the final because I feel like I tactically executed the race the way I wanted to and you know, felt really strong in a PR, not even realizing I was running a PR. So... Um, there were a couple of things that really added to my confidence, but at the same time, I uh, two years ago in 2013, I had surprised the field with a third automatic qualifying spot in the prelim as well. So I feel like I've done that. I need to just take it one step further, you know. So yeah, um, and what in what place were you in that that year in the in the final? I finished fifth in the final. So you finished fifth. Yeah. So okay, so you're you're not totally off the radar. So it's not a total shock that you're one of those coveted automatic qualifiers because that's what. It's like the big Q and the little Q. Is that how it works? Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, Dox is looking at me like, no, I know that one. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, so the big Q is is the automatic qualifiers, and those are really the coveted spots. Just because you don't have to sit and watch the next heat and, and watch time, so you can you can leave the warm up, you know, the cool down area, feeling good that you're going to be there Sunday. So four oh eight was a PR. What was the previous PR? Four oh nine point okay. six from two thousand thirteen. So after the race, uh, the prelim was Friday? The prelim was Friday, yeah. And, and then the finals on Sunday? Correct. So how did the next 24 hours go? So normally I would stay away from the meet and kind of watch on TV, but um, Coach's son Matthew was running in the 1500 final, and the temperatures had cooled down considerably, which was great. So I actually went to the meet to see his, see his race for uh, maybe an hour and a half. You know, I was there total. And really glad I did because if you haven't caught that race, that's that's a race worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had a he had an incredible race, and for me, you know, to be running for his his dad, knowing that he's kind of picking this stuff up from his dad, I'm like, I must have that somewhere, right? <laughs> by it's, by it's, default, isn't it's, there? It's got to rub off on you. <laughs> Docs is over here doing the uh, Matthews celebration <laughs> where he pulls out a pistol or something. So sorry if we were distracted for a second, but no, that was a great race. Um, all right, so do you want to take us through the final, um, like from start line to finish, like any thoughts you have, if, if you can remember what was going through your mind? Sure. I'll, uh, I'll try to do that as best I can. Um, so the race starts, and it's kind of the same situation as the prelim. You get off the line, you're trying to get off well, but not be in the front. And uh, so I got off the line and then ended up 
in dead last almost immediately, <laughs> which was not planned, but you know, it happened. And so what I wanted to do was just make sure I knew I was comfortable and not panicking and just let the race happen. And we were a really tight group and we were close together. And so I was still close to the front, which made me, you know, I was fine to be there as long as we weren't stringing out and I wasn't getting gapped. And we stayed that way pretty much the whole race that you know we go through 800 meters and you know we're all in that same group and with 600 to go I wanted to be in a better position so I started to move up did you feel like at this point did you feel like this is hard this is easy I'm ready to run is it what, what what's going through your mind there at like 800 to you know 1200 meters with so the pace had been pretty slow mm-hmm. for the first 800 meters so nothing was too taxing physically and you're kind of hyped up for the final anyway so all that adrenaline's rushing and you know you're just kind of striding along and then all of a sudden you kind of kick back into reality after 800 meters because with 600 to go I, I know I want to be out of trouble and so that's where I'm, you know, trying to figure out what moves I'm going to mm-hmm. make. And so at that point, I, I moved up on that back straight, and it worked out well because people were kind of starting to jostle there. Everyone wants to do the same thing. So I ended up swinging pretty wide to do that, um, which kept me on the outside through that turn and kind of set me up to go wide again with 500 to go, which is where I moved up. So talk to us about, so this is Sunday in Eugene at Hayward Field. It's packed. The energy has got to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Hayward Field's incredible. I've raced there, so that must have been my fourth time mm-hmm. or maybe third time. Um, I've gone out there for the Oregon Twilight Meet, which is in early May, and they get they just get crazy crowds every time there's a meet. It could be a championship. It could be trials. It could be the Twilight Meet, and everybody in that town knows track, and they're excited about everything that's going on. So it's a pretty incredible feeling to be in that stadium on that track, um, and the energy is just fantastic. So 400 meters to go, the place is packed with, I mean, literally probably 20,000 people. They're all watching your race. They understand your race. I mean, this is like giving me chills just kind of (laughs) talking about it here. Uh, What do you do at 400 meters? So I had, at that point, I had moved up and coming into the 400, I was on Jenny Simpson's shoulder. I had tried to go for the lead. and And Jenny Simpson is like the... Uh, a former world champion in this event. World gold right? medalist, world, world gold silver medalist, medalist yeah, I think, in 13. Right. Uh, U.S. champ twice now, 5K twice last year. Maybe um, twi- definitely maybe at least one time. Anyways, very accomplished. Yeah, yeah. maybe one of the best runners to ever run. She's the, the she's the real deal. Yeah. So I went. And I also went. I have one of her shoes in my house. <laughs> you did. She does. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll show that later. We'll tweet it out at, at, at Pace the Nation. We'll, uh, we'll tweet out a picture of Jimmy Simpson's shoe and uh, autograph. So anyway, sorry to derail that. No no worries. So I had tried to move up and, and take, I guess, take the lead, just get out to the front. And, and Jenny had kind of done the same thing um, at the same time. So we end up coming in right next to each other with 400 to go. And we just stayed that way. Um, for another 200 meters or so, and, and you, I could just feel her accelerating. So for me, I'm like, stay if you stay with Jenny Simpson as long as you can, you're you're doing the best that you can. And she's just accelerating. So I kind of, you know, I know she's going to take off, and all I need to do is keep my composure and, and close hard. So, you know, we stayed together through like 200 meters. And, then, and at this point, are you thinking like, holy heck, I could make this team? There was one second where I was like, I might win. And then like, not even... <laughs> I shouldn't even call it a second because it was like one one millionth of a second that I was like, and then I was like, no, that's not happening. But you have a shot at, yes, finishing top three. And, and Jenny has a buy from winning the Diamond League last year. So top four spots get that because she's so we, U.S. has four spots in the 1500 for the world championship. So, wow. I, you know, I'm in second at that point. I only need, you know, two people 
two people can pass me. Right. And so I'm like, just just close, just close. If I'm not running as hard as I can, like we talked earlier, I don't have that same speed. So I'm, I'm all out with 100 to go. And so if somebody passes me, there's literally nothing else I can do about it. <laughs> right. Which I guess I shouldn't tell people. <laughs> so Jenny's in front of you. You're all out the last 100 meters. You end up obviously uh, finishing in third. And I don't know. I mean, you guys have seen the video. And, and we'll also tweet out the video. More importantly than tweeting out Jenny Simpson's shoe, we'll tweet out the video. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've seen you smile so big as you cross the finish line. Talk about that. Maybe at Penn Relays was close. Yeah. But, uh, which was my like previous Olympics level race. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, once I crossed that line and I realized there was only two people ahead of me, I just I couldn't believe it. You know, I have coach there watching. I have my high school coach there watching. I know my family's watching at home, and and it was just an incredible experience. So I I I couldn't hold it back. That was just like natural emotion right there. It's awesome. And there were a lot of Gallagher's watching because there, how many siblings? <laughs> because there's a lot of Gallagher's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, how many? How many? You're one of how many? I'm now? one of nine. One of nine. nine. I'm wow. the third. Wow, what an exciting <laughs> event for. All the Gallagher's and Joanna in Chicago yelling <laughs> at the conference for the rest of us uh, all of DC watching that 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 is awesome. So you 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 finish the race. You're super excited. You see Coach. What's your interaction? Do you see Coach immediately? What's your interaction with him? I didn't see him immediately because they kind of file the athletes out in a very particular way so that you hit you know your the media station then you can get out of there without getting um you know interrupted too much so he doesn't he since he was like on the other side of the track and not in the athlete area it took a a while for me to actually end up seeing him but i got on the phone with him almost right away and he was he was thrilled he was of course just just so excited but he's like the crazy thing about coaches he's probably like yeah this was supposed to happen (laughs) he literally makes you believe that this was where you're supposed to be yeah well he was saying because um i had been looking at the what you need to do to make the world championship team the night before and i knew you needed your passport at team processing if you make a team so i'm packing my spike bag and i was like i'm gonna put my passport in here nice there's two reasons to do that one if i make a team i need it which is the primary reason. And then right. the second reason is like, what if coach asked me if I have my passport? Do I want to say no? <laughs> no. <laughs> and so when he found out later that I had brought my passport with me, he was like, that kind of just sealed how, you know, how he was feeling about it. That's awesome. Um, so they, they hand you a, a, I mean, one of the cool things about when you make a team, they hand you the flag uh, and you get a victory lap. Talk to us about that. Well, it had started to rain. So the crowds had kind of, dissipated we were the last mm-hmm. event and you do a lot of things before you finally get to the podium and then have a chance to go do your victory lap um but there were some people around the outside of the track waiting for us and 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 i was running with shannon roberry around the track and people are taking pictures with us they're excited the wazelle crew was there and they were waiting for us and they just went crazy and and it was just so exciting to connect with them because they're seattle based so i don't get to see them very often so it was just that lap was was amazing. Yeah, the, there was a moment that uh, I remember you had the flag and you're high five and all the Wassell group. That was awesome. It was incredible. So I forget who exactly it was, but we just like you know we grab each other really tight and we're just staring at each other like what just happened? And my face is beat red. My smiles like my, you know ear to ear and they're just like going crazy it was an incredible moment and somebody had taken like a series of pictures and so they put it 
I don't, you know, I should be better at Instagram than it's I am, like but there's Instagram, like a flipogram app. Yeah. And so yeah. they have like, you know, that animation of me coming through. It's, it was cool. Oh, so that was just a series of pictures. Yeah. That yep. is really, very, very cool. You can find, find it on the, uh, Wassell, uh, social media site. You can find it, that on Twitter and Wassell is O I S E L L E. Uh, you can find them on Twitter and that's one of your great sponsors. We'll talk about your sponsors. Um, uh, in a, in a minute here. So you, you run obviously slower in the final. Uh, was that, was that disappointing to you or, you know, does that not matter at all to me and to most, you know, to, to the athletes, you know, you're there to race, especially at a final year in 2013, we went out slow, you know, you see championship racing, Run, being run tactically all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it goes fast, but it's very likely to go slow. And I know the the fans and the people watching like to see it fast, but uh, everybody's going for that spot. So you never know what exactly is going to happen. So it's really not about the time. And I say slow, I was doing the air quotes around slow because she ran 4.13. Uh, do you know what your last lap was? 60. Uh, 60. I'm pretty sure I split 60 on that last lap. 60 last lap. So, I mean... 44 high, I think, for, uh, for the, the last, last 300. 300. Close to a PR, for So sure. all the track geeks <laughs> out there, 60 seconds for the quarter. Um, the hacky thing to say is go out to your local high school track and try to run half a lap in that pace. I mean, it is... With the disclaimer very, to make sure that your doctor's approved. <laughs> right. That is the, that is the hacky. So uh, that is exactly... I should have added that disclaimer. But yeah, I mean, running a 60-second quarter... Um, is pretty much all out, and so doing that at the end of a fifteen hundred is is pretty amazing. Um, what it, so? What's your PR in the quarter? Let's say I split fifty five eight yeah. back in college on a so four you're by about four. four seconds behind your PR. So that, that is an amazing way to way to close. Yeah, for sure. We mentioned your great sponsors. Uh, your one of your great sponsors, Wassell. Um, how what have what have they meant to you? How how have they been? you know, in this and how supportive have they been to you get into this uh, world championship team? Well, they've, they've been incredible throughout the entire year. So I started with them in September and they've just, you know, they're really supportive of the athletes and, and the personalities and the, and, you know, kind of the journeys as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've had some, some great races this year and I've also had some, some pretty not great races this year. And after every single race, no matter how it went, um, you know, they make clear that, you know, they're supporting me and they're proud of me and that I'm out there. So that's really great to know that, you know, as an athlete, you, you want to race well. And so when a race goes poorly, you're kind of analyzing that yourself and, you know, with your coach. And so to not have like that, you know, extra pressure, you know, perceived or not, they make clear that's not, that's Huge. not a concern, you know, yeah. as long as I'm doing the right thing and I'm, you know, trying the best I can. They're they're all in. So it's been a it's been a great year with them. Um, you're also sponsored by the New York Athletic Club. Kind of sticking with your New York roots. There, mm-hmm. talk about them. Oh, they're great. I started with them in January, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Coach Centrowitz is a, is a longtime member. He's in their Hall of Fame, and you know, being from New York and having the Fordham connection, uh, a lot of their membership. I can relate to, you know, those ties. And so they've been just the same, you know, very, very supportive and, and they love coach. They trust him. They, you know, they understand, you know, his expertise and they know I'm in great hands. So there's nothing but supportive. It's been, it's been a fantastic year. I couldn't have asked for anything better. So with Wazelle being based in Seattle and then obviously the New York athletic club in New York, um, who do you train with here in DC? 
So my main training partner is Jessie Carlin. Uh, she's an 800-meter runner All-American from UPenn, and she's got some wheels. So uh, what's been cool is early in the year I was training with Julie Cully, and she's a 5K Olympian. So, you know, I've got, like, these two incredible talents on, on both ends, like the upper end of my strengths and then Jessie on the, the faster end. And so um, it's it's been great kind of feeding off of our strengths in that way. And Julie Culley is my wife. Just, that too. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Yeah, so, yeah. Connect all the dots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she, yeah, unfortunately, Julie's fighting an injury right now, but uh, we were together. How is the Farley household with two injured runners? We, we, we were, we were, yeah, not good, but we were uh, going crazy. We were actually on a plane, not as fun as your um, Chicago experience, but we were on a plane, like, refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter, <laughs> going crazy. And it, it's not as fun of a way to watch a race. I've watched it on, on replay, but, <laughs> but you can still get it done. So if you if you need to watch a race uh, and you don't have a TV or Internet stream, you can watch it on Twitter. Twitter is, yeah, it's actually yeah, it's a crazy. pretty decent. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And you can see all the Wasel folks going going crazy. Uh, but, yeah, you do have um, – you, you do have just that one. Do you do training camps or anything like that, or you just stay all year in D.C.? Uh, I've stayed all year in D.C. the past four years. Um, the past two years, I've been in graduate school and mm-hmm. working on a degree, so there's never really been a stretch of time where I could leave or really wanted to leave. I know some teams do altitude training camps. I think that's really helpful um, for some athletes, but uh, Coach is saying the humidity is, is worse than altitude, so uh, you know he, he thinks we're doing just fine here. <laughs> Yeah, and so th- this year is going to obviously be a little bit different. Um, you're probably putting all the what, whatever your plans were on hold now, and um, you know, going to do a, a season racing, uh, you know, in Europe. Or what, what's the next steps? Yeah, so I am leaving for Europe on Saturday night. I've got a race in Italy on the seventh, and then two in Belgium. Um, one confirmed for the eleventh, and then another one to follow. Uh, all for the goal of, so I, I've qualified, I've kind of half qualified for the world championship mm-hmm. team um, by finishing third, and now I have to run the standard. So 4.065 is the time I need to run, 4.087 is the time I have run. So I'm headed to Europe to get into some good races and, and hopefully come away with that standard so I can solidify that spot on the team. And so you have until August 9th? August 9th, yeah. Um, and what happens if you don't run the standard? Hey, for, hey, hey. No, I'm just no, saying it's for, okay. you for, for listeners okay. who don't understand. Right. This gonna, is the, I okay. think this is the most confusing part of track and sure. field. Yeah, okay. Chris, right. I appreciate your support She's there, but don't worry. Yeah, okay. Don't worry. Yeah. We're, we're she okay. has the passport in the spike bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's ready. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so the U.S. will take the four athletes that have the standard and generally it's three but you mentioned earlier that jenny, jenny simpson, simpson has, a has a buy because mm-hmm. she won worlds it's very confusing yes yeah. okay yeah Continue. So, yeah so for this year the four normally mm-hmm. three um who have the standard so right now uh jenny simpson shannon <laughs> robey they're, they're locked they're in i don't have the standard lauren johnson who finished fourth doesn't have the standard and rachel schneider another dc area runner who has had an incredible year um it also doesn't have the standard so in the worst case scenario where the three of us don't get it before August 9th, it'll go to Trenier Mosier and Heather Camp. But any Wow, so they could go all the way that they'll go that the list. Yeah, they'll go that far back. So um, if I make the standard, I'm in. If Lauren gets it, then it's the top four. If one of us doesn't get it and the other does, then Rachel, if she gets the standard. So what if it. you and Rachel get it and Lauren doesn't, who is in fourth? Then, we, then it's me and Rachel. You and Rachel, yeah. okay. 
All right. So are Lauren and Rachel heading to Europe as well? I know Rachel is. I uh, I have, don't know Lauren, actually. Okay. I would like to get to know her yeah. since she's obviously an incredible athlete. But well, so far, I haven't had a conversation. Well, Rachel's over at, trains with uh, Julie's group over at uh, Georgetown. Um, and, and Mike Smith coaches her, and he's a coach at Georgetown. So it's really incredible to have two of the uh, of the top five in the country from D.C. Pretty cool. Nation's capital feels right. Yeah. yeah totally. it, also, well, it also speaks to the running scene here in D.C. So is she going to be ra- racing in the same races as you? That's a great question. I actually just texted her before I got here to see what her plans are. I know everybody's got, like, you know, outlines, and so things are getting confirmed over the past couple of days, especially for me, so... I'm trying to connect with her before we both go. How did you How did you pick those races, or did those races pick you? Or um, so my agent has uh, just been doing this for a long time and knows the races and knows where I could get in. So he he basically told me where I was going to race and where I have a great, good shot at making the standard. Um, and so will your coach come with you? Will Matt go with you, or will you have other people that you're traveling with? So I am going on my own. Um, initially coach won't won't go with me so we'll just be you know connecting when we can over you know inter- internet based apps and and such um but then my my roommate actually amy laskowski is going to come meet me out in belgium so i can have a familiar face and uh you know a little bit of a comfort while i'm in europe now I, now this is you mentioned maybe that you and amy had a vacation plan what, what what's the story there <laughs> So I um, had planned to go to the Outer Banks with Amy. You know, my season the past two summers usually ends in July. Right. And so I was, you know, kind of planning my next steps. So as, you know, as soon as I crossed that line, everything kind of turned upside down. Was it a close, like, eh, maybe the Outer Banks try out for the Beijing team? I mean, <laughs> how would that decision go down? Yeah, no, it was a pretty instant decision. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. There's no diamond meets down in Nags Head? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, Not so. Yet. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I mean, no offense to Amy. That's, uh, you know, she, she actually uh, probably understands that you uh, were going to put this vacation on Oh, hold. she had her plans changed probably before we even talked. Yeah. She she knew. She was she was on her way to Belgium before I even knew I was going. So. Well, and I would argue it was probably the better vacation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's true. So have you been to Europe and done these races in Europe before? No, no. Wow. I've only ever left the country to go to Canada. Wow. Um, so this is my first time in Europe. First time in Europe. Wow. Yes. <laughs> All right. Farley, can you give her some travel tips? <laughs> <laughs> I heard your London adventures. I'm yeah. going to no, ask no, somebody else yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, yeah, our London adventures, Docs and I and a buddy went to see uh, the Olympics and watched Julie run. In 2012, I wouldn't suggest what we did as a good uh, standard <laughs> for what you're going to be doing as you uh, compete to try to make the the standard there. Uh, but no, that 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 I, I look forward to you. Do you have? Are you on social media? Because I really look forward to you chronicling this. I would I would love to know how this whole trip goes. Hey, I've been getting so you know me from my early right. social media yep. days. I wasn't always the no, best Instagram the poster. Best. No, no, she's gotten, she's gotten <laughs> so if you start following me, scroll back to the beginning. You might get a good laugh, or yeah. you might roll your eyes. I don't know. So I've been trying to get better at helping people follow my story and yeah. follow my progress. And so you can catch me on Instagram. Uh, Carrie G three or Twitter. I'm K Gal three two awesome. L's. Pun on my last name. <laughs> yeah. We we want to see a lot of like behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. So we're we're making a request. Please tweet <laughs> us at Pace the Nation too. Let us know. Well, we'll, we'll follow. Oh, we'll follow. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow. We'll, we'll give our listeners updates. But you can follow on those social media platforms. Um, yeah, that's going to be really 
that's that's incredible that you haven't actually been to Europe or basically you know out of the country. Other than, does Canada count as being out of the country? I, I don't know. You tell me. You're, you're <laughs> hey, the geography major. I think it does because yeah, you need a passport, which was, a, you know, the first yeah. time I went to Canada, I, it was after 2013, so I didn't have a passport. I had right. to get it done in like three days. Wow. Thank God I live in Washington, right. D.C. And uh, so, yeah, no, it counts. That, no, it definitely <laughs> counts. But uh, we, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing how that, that experience goes. Um, I saw, uh, you know, I saw uh, uh, a race yesterday, actually, where Robbie Andrews, uh, was able to he was also kind of in your similar position where they set up a race for him to get the standard and he fortunately did get the standard it was really cool uh, where the entire race was set up so he could run the 1500 meter standard he got the standard so he's going to go to Beijing is that the sort of the same sort of deals that will be set up for you yeah so they they won't set it up specifically for me in the way that that was able to be done since it's an international meet and mm-hmm. so their main focus isn't for the third place finisher at USA's right but right. <laughs> um, which almost works better but they will have pace setters and there will be incredible competition Americans and and international and so um, really I can I think I can count on just competing and the time will come because the pace setters will go out for those paces can you can you uh, talk to us about the pace setters for for our listeners yeah so in non-championship races they have what you might have heard called rabbits and so they're asked to run a certain pace for a certain amount of the race so anywhere between 800 meters to even up to 1200 but more usually 800 to 1000 meters they'll run whatever pace um the meet is looking for so if it's a world championship standard that this race is set up for they'll go out in that pace and it's, it's like you said um, earlier for the championship race, you want to get out in a good position, but nobody in the race wants to take the lead early. Right, so the rabbits take that pressure off right. of the competitors. And so by you know when, once they drop out, that's when the race starts um, in terms of the competitiveness of it. So, yeah, it takes that pressure off. And that's why they don't exist in the championship races because the whole point of the championship race is, is that competition. Well, you look fit, ready to roll. I mean, I feel like you could go out and run one right in, uh, right outside the studio here. So Yeah, if they didn't have so many regulations on official timing, <laughs> I would just head out right now and do it. <laughs> Street down, play on the boulevard. Yeah. yeah. Down, well, though. <laughs> yeah, go the down, downhill. Right. Um, can you give our, our listeners an idea of, of what your weekly mileage would be what your, um, so they can compare their training to your training? Yeah, and a, a little disclaimer on that, though. Everybody's a little different, so right. you know I wouldn't necessarily prescribe my training for even somebody I'm competing against or somebody who's out there training for road races. But um, my my mileage will vary over throughout the year, with the higher mileage being in the fall, um, eighty to eighty five, I'll average, and then you know this time of year I'm closer to fifty five and sixty miles a week. And you've you've already run today. I've run today. I'll head out again later for another short run um sometimes it's easier this time of year when the workouts get a little more intense to break up the mileage so it just is a little bit easier to to handle what kind of workout so workouts uh would be you know going to the track and doing something faster probably putting on spikes how many times a week do you do those uh track sessions and what kind of workouts does coach have you doing sure um Depends on the week. I'll be on the track up to four times a week or, you know, maybe three. Very rarely less than three okay. if I'm, unless I'm racing. It might go Tuesday, Thursday, race Saturday. Um, but up to four times a week, getting into spikes a lot. Um, and then, 
you know, we'll do a lot of kind of ladders. So like a 600, 400, 300, 200, and then 100, which I don't time because I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be an exact split right. of what the 200 was. Right. Um, but yeah, something like that, just different kind of things, 2, 4, 6, 4, 2, um, some variation, different, different paces. Um, but yeah, just kind of. What's your favorite workout? My favorite workout. Um, I like I like those ladders because you get to cut down and get faster as you go. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the longer one is tough, but it kind of warms you up a little bit, and then you just kind of get faster and faster. So, so let's get, g- give us a, a pace example for a ladder. So, let's say you're doing a four lapper, a three lapper, a two lapper, and a one lapper, for example. What kind of paces would you run that in? Well, if we were so if we were starting at 600 meters, we'd probably go through in maybe 67, 68 okay. pace for right. 400. Got it. And then cut down from there. So the 400 would be 64. The 300 would be I don't know, like 45 to 47. Okay. And then 230. And then like I said, the, the 100 probably 15 flat. Right. Probably slower <laughs> than the 200. Maybe no. <laughs> possibly because I don't even get to roll into it. Yeah. Uh, that, that and those uh, that that gives us good perspective as as we we found out you closed in sixty seconds and those are the at the race. Well, you have to practice that. Yeah, those, that doesn't just come. You kind of have to absolutely. train your body, muscle memory, and and get yourself used to that kind of feeling. So, what's your biggest takeaway from the U.S. Championship that just happened? That you know your training and you know your abilities. And so for me, I just trust in coaches' training and trust that the work we've done over the past four years together, he's gotten to know me really well. I've gotten to know him. And it's been a process and a great progression. And uh, there were definitely some seasons that went better than others. But just staying patient and confident and enjoying the process will lead to good things and it, it doesn't have to be a third place finish for it to all be worthwhile but it's a it is a nice way to kind of pull it together enjoy <laughs> enjoy yeah. the struggle is what it yeah. sounds like <laughs> enjoy enjoy the struggle yes because it will be a struggle it's not it, we sometimes you know on, especially on social media you want to put your best pictures right, out there right. you know your best workouts that stride that you hit just right uh, there's plenty of those strides you didn't hit right <laughs> and there's a lot of those pictures that don't look as good so they exist and you just you know you just kind of work through them and work with them um okay i have another question for you so let's talk rewards so at the end of a great (laughs) race how do you what's your favorite meal to celebrate oh man i guess it kind of depends on where i am but um I'm a big fan of burgers and sweet potato fries. So ah, love sweet potato yeah. fries. So yes. if we're local, I'm headed to the Silver Diner and I'm I'm getting myself yes. a burger. But uh, if we're not local, then I'll find the the equivalent. Yes, the Silver Diner right down the street from us here in Clarendon. They don't sponsor me yet, but <laughs> if you're listening, Silver <laughs> yeah, Diner, yeah. <laughs> there's an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is great. I do love me some Silver Diner. So if you're you're looking to sponsor her. You could sponsor us, too. Or the show. Yeah, or the show, whatever. Set up in a booth. (laughs) Yeah, whatever you want. (laughs) We'll promote you. I do love the Silver Silver Diner and their uh, sweet potato fries. So so would that be a a post-race meal, or would that be a a post-season meal? Post-race. Post-race, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait a whole season. (laughs) Definitely not pre-race, though. (laughs) So what did your – I'm curious, what what did your family and and your eight – brothers and sisters and mom and dad uh say what was their reaction oh they're thrilled but they're and they're they're gonna be thrilled no matter what and that's what makes it so much easier um to keep doing this is know that i just have that constant support from my family and and they just you know they they were just so happy to see you know this 
the work that I'm doing kind of pay off in, in a visible way for them too, um, you know, for them to kind of understand what I'm doing a little bit better. But I've had unending support from them. So did your mom great. give you any sage advice before the uh, race? Yeah, she texted me before the race, and it was it was just so classic mom, and I loved it. And it was it was something like, I'll, I'll be proud of you always, run really fast. <laughs> and I love her sign-offs. They're always XOXO mom. And That's she doesn't awesome. watch Gossip Girl, but it just cracks me up because I'm saying it in my head. I'm like, XOXO mom. <laughs> but, it, you know, you get that text from your mom and you're like, the, what's the worst thing that happens exactly. today? I have a bad race and I go home and I, you know, I still have a great support system back home. So it gives you good, you know, good confidence. So nine kids are... Are you the only runner in the family, or is anybody else following in your your footsteps? No, I mean I've kind of paved the way for my for my younger siblings. My two older brothers didn't run, um, but both are very athletic. Just didn't get into track, probably because they were a little more coordinated. Did they, did they do basketball? <laughs> um, no, my brother, my oldest brother played um, football, and then my other brother, you know, played the usual CYO slew of things: soccer, basketball, all that. Um, but the younger ones are running. So my sister, Mary, ran for St. Francis College in Brooklyn. She set a school record while she was there. Now she's training for the New York City Marathon now that she's out of college. Uh, my two brothers, Connor and Liam, run for a Division II school on Long Island, Malloy College, and are both doing really well there. And then Jacqueline and Therese are going to be seniors in high school, and they're running for my high school coach now. So that's been a lot of fun because they're you know kind of going through that so same thing. So Lovett's still coaching? Lovett's still that's coaching, awesome. and he'll keep coaching for, yeah. for many, many more years to come. Actually, if you li- if you watch that race yeah. and you hear that guy whose voice is kind of cracking on that back turn, it's that's him. Johnny Lovett. That's him. I had so many texts say- asking if John Lovett was at the race. I love it. And I was like, that. yep, that was him, that and was they heard him. him. <laughs> yeah, John, if you ever go to uh, Eugene and watch Kerry or anybody run the uh, U.S. championships or any race in Eugene that love it and Sensuwich is at, uh, I, I highly recommend hanging out with them afterwards. I'm sorry I couldn't go. You know, not just to see you you know finish and the accomplishment that you had but to also hang out with those guys oh yeah the whole experience yeah the whole experience of eugene (laughs) and john lovett and matt sensuitz of course so i gotta say as far as uh guests go you seem very comfortable with the microphone is this the first time you've ever ever seen a microphone or what's going on here (laughs) no actually i i hosted an irish music show um when i was in college at fordham university called kale nagale music of the irish member supported wfuv (laughs) (laughs) and so i i was uh there were some growing pains with that show. The first yeah. couple of weeks, me and my co-host, Colleen Taylor, she and I started together. And normally there's, you know, you don't have two seniors graduating at the same time. Um, but we had to basically go in to the deep end at the same time. So one of my favorites was I, I, we were going to play a song and I was introducing it. Yep. And she thought I was introducing the wrong song which for the record i was not you right. had the right okay. song so she's across the way from me waving her arms telling me no i have no idea what to do i just stop talking the air goes dead we're just not talking and we're panicking and then we just threw the song on and so there were a lot of incidents nice. like that before we finally kind of got our groove well that when that happens here at pace nation it happens all the time i say docs can you just edit that out so yeah do that it's on tough live being radio. on live radio so you kind of learn how to roll with those punches and those really awkward things that you said you just have to kind of make it work and awesome. hope no one noticed what would you guys what would you guys talk i mean besides introducing songs would you just talk about what's going on at the university would you just talk about the music well the thing about irish music is there's just so much history to it and there's just so much in the music itself and with the artists so you have you know tons of stuff to talk about 
about each song and mm-hmm. the artists. And then we had people coming into the studio too for interviews, you know, frequently. So there's a lot of material there and there's a lot you can learn and a lot you can just kind of, especially if you have some Irish heritage or even if you don't and you're just, you know, you're into it, there's just a lot you can discuss on that show. So not very much Fordham news, but right. a lot about the music. Did you, did you go into this uh, knowing anything about Irish music? Did you pick the format for this? Was this an existing show? It was, so the show has been, I should know, I think they just had their 40-year anniversary. My grandparents listened to the show growing up, so it was wow. always on in the background, and I never really was aware of it. Um, and so I really came into my own with the music and really had an understanding and appreciation because of the show. So to answer your question, I knew of it and knew about it, but I wasn't really involved in it until until hosting the show so it was really an incredible experience for me all around so would your family or grandparents be more proud of the third place finish <laughs> or hosting the show yeah that's up for debate um yeah. but but I, I think they still love that they uh, like the, the radio hosting okay. yeah. yeah that is a big deal that's awesome so when's the first race that we can see you uh, go after this this standard? July 7th. I'll be July in uh, Lignano, Italy. Hopefully I'm saying that right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, July 7th on Tuesday. July 7th. Well, we're all confident that it's going to go well no matter what happens. It's, a, it's an, been an amazing accomplishment. And it's, this, is, this is the pinnacle of your career so far, right? So far, yeah. So far. Yeah, just keep trucking along and whatever happens, I'll be thrilled. But yeah. my eye is still on the uh, task at hand. <laughs> and hopefully we'll see her accomplish that task and uh, head off to Beijing this August. So, Carrie, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Awesome job. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No doubt. That's Carrie Gallagher. We'll take a break and we'll be right back on Pace the Nation. Fantastic interview with Carrie. Uh, great job. Thank you for joining us. She was like a radio professional. It's awesome. Yeah, she's a really good good uh, guest. Anytime somebody comes on here and basically uh, talks about how great we are, right. they can come back. That's true. Yeah, and she's you know kind of more talented than the host. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also a good. Yeah, thing. yeah. She brings the uh, quality up. Yeah, I mean she she was so far. If I had to rank us, I would I, I now put <laughs> Carrie one, yeah. Joanna two, yeah, uh, Farley three, yeah, and yeah. I'm uh, still Farley, very very hard, concerned about too, my job. Too hard on yourself. Uh, you know, we were talking about her her contract with Wassell and what a great support they are in New York AC. I realized that she actually gets her shoes from Pacers Clarendon. What color are they? I think her latest color are actually pink. Pink. Pink shoes. Yeah. Pink shoes. So she gets her pink shoes from Pacers Clarendon, and I guess that Wassell reimburses her. So really cool. She's running a New Balance. Uh, New Balance is like the brand of Pace the Nation. So Sounds far. Sounds like it, yeah. So far. I mean, we're still, you know. I think she said accepting. she has blue spikes. Yeah, blue spikes. Mm-hmm. And you asked her if she had her name on them. Um, mm-hmm. And not yet. Not yet, but uh, New Balance, I know you guys listen. Not, not a bad idea. Not putting any pressure on you, but it's K-E-R-R-I. <laughs> All right, that is true. Got that on the first try. <laughs> nice, nice work. Um, so, guys, we had some uh, updates from, from Twitter this week. We have a new follower. Uh, Joanna's dad, Peter Russo, is now following us. So. Well, it sounds better for the brand, I think, if we just say that we have – Peter Russo following, not Joanna's dad. Yeah, okay. That's Is that true. fair? That's true. He tweeted us. So Peter Russo tweeted us and said it was another entertaining hour, but still no Meatloaf. Um, is Meatloaf fe- featured on the opening song today with Jay-Z? 
No. Oh no 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 that's uh, that's Alicia Keys. Never yeah, mind. no, that wasn't Meatloaf. But uh, I just get Alicia Keys and Meatloaf mixed up. We tried. Welcome to Twitter, Peter. Glad to have you. Uh, I guess that's going to be less uh, actually mailed letters to Clarendon, but uh, probably a faster way to interact with us. So that was really cool that he's on. Uh, Todd, uh, of course, he updated us on uh, his his uh, training. Sandwich Todd, we talked about last week. He also did a race this uh, this this past week. He did the Freedom Four Miler as we track him. Todd ran thirty six thirty three in the Freedom Four Miler, so he is continuing to prep. We're tr- trying to follow his progress. Was he top one hundred in that race? He was two hundred and fifty eighth. So still some work to do. He said his splits were a little uneven, but. Uh, you know that hill uh, coming that's up. That's a that's a tough course yeah, to yeah. Uh, run even splits. Yeah, come up Wilson Boulevard is really tough. Uh, so we also had a tweet, and Docs, you're going to have to help me out. Here. Okay. Yeah. This is my favorite tweet, and this is why right. I'm. This is why I don't fully disconnect from from the internet. <laughs> right. Uh, stuff like this, but we had a a company in Japan mm-hmm. that sells or no, they manufacture Edison bulbs. And they saw our tweet with the pictures of the Edison bulbs from uh, last week. From, we, from we talked the show. about Edison yeah. bulbs last week, right? And and so they wrote us and they said, "Hi, dear. Do you sell Edison bulbs?" So then I, I checked them out and saw that they they go through and they see. I guess they just did a search on Edison bulbs uh, on Twitter and wrote everybody that had tweeted some pictures. So it looks like. Um, they follow us on Twitter now, which is good news. They obviously don't listen to the show, right. which is uh, uh, not the greatest, but I do, I, I do really enjoy this, uh, uh, this tweet. Yeah, so tweet of the week. Uh, is that a bot tweeting us? No, no, no. This is real because they, they, they were writing. I checked their feed. They're writing to other people. I think they, they, they manufacture Edison bulbs. Their company manufactures Edison bulbs. So they, they saw that we were tweeting about them, and I think that they're just trying to get in there to uh, – Sell us some medicine bulbs. So then you responded with, uh, it's more of you break it, you buy it situation involving a hard hat, <laughs> which if they didn't listen to the show, I'm pretty sure they're not going to get that, <laughs> but, but made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, well done, uh, Docs there. I uh, w- want to thank uh, Sarah Brown for, uh, for, for following us. Uh, we've got Matt Peitzman. Santia also continues to tweet us. Uh, we also had Chris Baker and Tristan Colazzi. So, you guys, please continue to follow us, tweet us, questions, thoughts, uh, you know, suggestions to the show, and we'll redo, uh, we'll read them on air. So, it's the best part of the show. Time for the Clarity Construction update. Um, so this week, there's not a ton to report, um, but if you have come by the store, you might have been confused about which door to use, um, but we do have our new front door open and working, so it's right behind the bus stop on Clarendon Boulevard, um, and when you walk through that door, you might also notice some new carpet where the radius used to be. Yep. So that space is now actually open for, uh, for, for use there. Which is very exciting news. And they are still working on the radius. So hopefully by the end of the month, we will have that last bit of the store open. 
carpet doesn't match. It doesn't. And you didn't actually consult with me, so if I picked <laughs> I it, it might have actually matched. <laughs> Good call. I, I forgot that I thought that I did and just realized that I actually talked to somebody else in the store and it wasn't you. Well, good thing I don't forget these things. I, it is good. All right. Well, that's a good, that's a uh, that's good news. We're still looking at two weeks, hopefully, and then we'll be all done. Great interview today. Thanks again to Carrie Gallagher. Thanks to Docs. Thanks to Joanna. It's been a long day. You guys did good. With very little snacks. Very little snacks. Snacks next week. And another exciting guest next week as well. So stay tuned to that. And for William E. Docs and Joanna E. Russo, this is Chris Farley on Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. So slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out that bad stock. Home of that boy, Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata. Still sipping my top. Sitting courtside, Nicks and Nets give me high five. Nigga, I be spiked out. I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from. I made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee can You should know I bleed blue, but I ain't a crypto But I got a gang of niggas walking with my click though Welcome to the melting pot, corners where we selling rock Africa been by the shit, home of the hip-hop Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap, holla back For foreigners it ain't fair, they act like they forgot how to end Eight million stories, out there in the naked City, it's a pity, half of y'all won't make it Me, I got a plug, special ed, I got it made If Jesus paying LeBron, I'm paying Dwayne Wade Three dice, Zelo, three card Marley Labor Day Parade, rest in peace, Bob Marley Statue of Liberty, long live the world trade Long live the king, yo, I'm from the Empire State That's So they could step out of bounds quick The sidelines is lined with casualties Who sit the life casually Then gradually become worse Don't fight the apple eve Caught up in the in crowd Now you're in style And in the winter gets cold In vogue with your skin out City of sin It's a pity on a whim Good girls going bad The city's filled with them Mommy took a bus trip Now she got a bus out Everybody ride her Just like a bus route Hell Mary to the city You're a virgin And Jesus can't save you Life starts when the church in came here for school graduated to the highlight ball players rap stars addicted to the limelight empty in may got you feeling like a champion the city never sleeps better slip you an ambient